Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, Sue Funk here. I am uh, from I Love TV More Than You, and you also might remember me from... Cabernet and A, which I almost forgot that I did. I was just going to say, you sounded like you almost forgot what you were going to say. And that voice is? It's Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we are re-watching episode four of Real Housewives mm-hmm. of New York. And whew, we got some notes. <laughs> this, this is where it gets juicy and starts to feel like a housewife show a bit more. Because they actually are together now yeah yeah that's definitely been a thing missing from the first three episodes they're very siloed and kept separate and we're finally starting to see it be together a bit more and we start right away with shots of new york city and times square in the morning which was my favorite time to go to times square as many new yorkers know times square is the worst place on earth yes new yorkers do not hang out there i worked there because i worked at the viacom building not- and I worked in the News Corp building, which was 47th and Avenue of America 6. So I would walk sometimes through Times Square. Only in the morning, though. When Never did you work, work at the News Corp building? What year? Mm, 2012 to 2015? I think we crossed paths because I was wow. there in 2012. Getting to know you. <laughs> um, that's so fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the only time Times Square is tolerable is between the hours of, like, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is, though, if you're a tourist. You have to go. You have to go see it. Yeah, it is an experience, but it's... You're going to get, like, accosted by a creepy cookie monster. Are they still there after the pandemic? Probably. Maybe Cookie Monster wears a mask. I don't know. (laughs) He could be there, though. Uh, I just remember, like, a Hello Kitty tried to, like, reach out and grab my niece, and I almost took her down. I was like, do not, no touching! Like, do not! <laughs> well, I would say this, in this episode, episode four, this is our first outing. First time 
Jill, Bethany, Alex, and Luann are all together. And Jill calls Bethany Cookie. <laughs> and I Does thought she? That, yeah, I she's like, hey, Cookie. And Bethany's like, I brought you a cookie. And I was, it was wrapped in like a red baked goods. And I was like, oh, early Bethany product line. <laughs> Ooh, so I wonder, maybe. I mean, I'm just shocked that it's taken us. Imagine now a Housewives season where we get to episode four and it's the first time they're all together that would never happen that would absolutely never happen and no. everyone would be in such like even during covid they got together but before on episode one yeah yeah and we can't even see everyone alan who wasn't ramona wasn't there it was the four yeah. it wasn't even all of them because no, jill there. set it up and ramona didn't invite jill to her cooking thing and jill is spiteful yes. and i don't blame her i don't yep. blame her and while they're all at dinner, this is, this is, I feel like if I had a bell, I would ring it to like first crazy moment or iconic moment, anything. It is Ramona out with her girlfriends and we meet Tom. I can't. And I can't even believe that this happened and this is on camera and this was of all of the scenes that could have aired that this was aired and this man later became Luann's husband. That it's... is the Tom works. Tom D'Agostino? Is that I guess correct? so. I don't remember. We'll go with that. Sure. I wonder, I don't think he's part of the D'Agostino supermarkets, though. No, I don't think so either. I feel like I looked it up at one point, and he is not. Um, But Jill got Simon to stay home. That was, like, the first thing that I noticed in that dinner scene. And, like, it is really interesting. They flip back and forth from this dinner scene to, like, Ramona obviously trying to cast her friends instead of the other women in the show. <laughs> Very true. Yes, yes. I can't believe we got an Alex without Simon scene. Those are extremely rare on this show. Now, for sure. Here's the thing that she says. She's like, he's my best friend, so it's super rare that we go anywhere without each other. I've just, I've, I have several close friends, and we operate in existence without each other. Is this a common occurrence with best friendship? <laughs> like, where you just go and do everything together? No, nor with my experience with relationships, either. I right? love girls' time. Very important to me. I purposely would be like, no, Derek is not invited, and he cannot come. Like, I I can't get on board with Alex's need to bring her husband everywhere. It's just, um, it, it is a little weird. It's like a little bit, co- well, it's a lot bit codependent. We know they're very codependent. <laughs> extremely codependent people. I mean, Simon is basically the sixth housewife, yeah. for sure. And he really um, wants it, man. The interesting thing that I noticed at this meal. This is the first time Lou and Alex are meeting. Yes. And Bethany has only met Alex one other time prior to this. Mm-hmm. And I need that constant reminder that these women are not friends and mm-hmm. we're not friends before this show. So I completely, after 13 seasons, have forgotten this. Oh, for sure. Because I think that, like, now with Housewives we're led to believe that they're friends. Like, especially, like, Beverly Hills, I think they really want us to believe that they're friends, and I really don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even if they're not friends, you get a vibe. They're in similar social circles. Mm-hmm. They've hung out a few times. But this is literally, we have never, ever met. And Bethany's like... And Bethany like... and Alex has only met her one other time. So they are complete strangers going into this. And Bethany is like, I have nothing in common with this woman. (laughs) Yeah, she makes it very clear. Although I do find they kind of bond later on and do have some level of friendship in season one. 
they really have nothing in common, her and Alex. Could not could not be farther. But it looking at it though, Alex and Luann seem to have a lot in common. And they actually speak in Italian to each other at this lunch, which is classic Luann to do that. Oh, they are like trying to out pretentious one another and it is yes. fun to watch. It is I just wonder great. if Luann and uh, Dorit have ever met and like have they ever spoken in oh. another language besides English with each other. That is a good crossover. I feel like next girls trip those two together that would be another moment of out pretentiousing or like yes just oh one-upping. my gosh i can't believe those two i'm just thinking of this right now why have they never met why are they not west coast east coast best friends i don't know i feel like they would really like each other um sorry what were you gonna say we're also oh, no, on just gonna today say. <laughs> so i feel like we're like talking over each other a lot. yeah hopefully not hopefully not that my notes are out of order because as I'm looking, I'm realizing they did cut back and forth between Ramona's scene and the dinner scene. Yeah. Um, but that you can really tell in this scene, Bethany and Jill are really bonding and getting to know each other on a For better sure. level and that they're really vibing with each other's energy. At one point, they all shift. Yeah, they the just change seats so that Luann and Alex can sit next to each other and Bethany and Jill because they don't want anything to do with like the other half. But it's really funny because Luann's like, Jill, move. I don't want, I, I'm trying to talk to Alex. But she's already <laughs> sitting next to Alex. She just insists that Jill move. <laughs> yep, yep. Which, in, I'm surprised in the Countess Handbook that that would be something etiquette would allow. You know she doesn't follow a single thing in that I freaking know. book. And then if we go back to Ramona out yep. with the ladies. So Tom is hitting on them. And Ramona mm-hmm. literally looks at him and says, she's bored with them. They're lame. And then she calls Tom an asshole. But he also says you're lazy. Yeah. To he just, I just still, it blows my mind. Like, New York is a city of 8 million people. Like, what, like, is it as small as they claim their circle to be? Clearly it is. It is. I mean. It is. We probably know people in common. Like, we'll find out more and more, like, as we get to know each other. But, like, even, like, my new boss at work, she mentioned I've now have two people in common. We've never met. She lived in Denver the past like five years. And it's like, oh, my best friend was this woman. And I was like, yeah, I worked with her at Logo. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a tiny I, Maybe island. I'll make like a bell sound or something to go off on like our foreshadowing moment that we <laughs> see throughout this time. Ding, ding, ding. Tom on episode four, for sure. Um, and then we also find out at this lunch or dinner, sorry, they have dinner that. Alex works at Victoria's Secret, which I think we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, but it still is such a grazed over thing, but, and it oh, just blows my mind. But Lou's reaction is just like, oh, you work. Very much so. <laughs> I am too privileged, and I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> yes. Not only do you work, you don't work for, like, your family multi-million dollar fabric company, or you're not, like, an entrepreneur from your father and family money. You work for a corporation? Like, you're below me. But she probably was pretty high up at Victoria's Secret doing something. Yeah, I think she did say she was... I want to say she was a graphic designer. Um, Maybe. Ramona also invented squats, everyone. I don't know if you know this, but at the restaurant... She's like, everyone notices my derriere. My girlfriends all notice it. And like... Her friend definitely is, like, a hype man. She's like, your butt's great. Like, what do you do? And then she, like, shows them a squat. And her friend's like, that's a squat. And she's like, no, no, no. 
it's what I do. <laughs> like, Listen, Ramona's hot as hell, so she is. Maybe I should start doing some of her squats because she looks darn good to me. <laughs> yeah, no. doing them in the bar though—that's like a very classic. I feel like drunk thing to be doing. <laughs> oh, for sure, some sort of workout move. Then I think, tell me if I'm wrong. Does it go into a double date with Jill and Bobby and Alex and Simon? Um. Yes, because I wrote the school chat makes me so glad to be childless because New York City schools are freaking horrible. Horrible. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, they want to meet because they want to get, you know, into the best schools. New York schools and systems are wild. They're super benoodles. It's the weirdest thing ever because, like, I think it's by middle school, you have to basically apply to get into your school like you would a college. Like, there are applications yes. for middle school and high school. And if you don't get into your school, you still you have to, like, keep applying to different ones. Like, I remember my coworker's daughter had, like, ten choices and got into her, her 11th. Like... It's, it's wild. It's competitive. It's a world I cannot understand as, as a product of public school. Um, yeah. I don't know what that led to. Yeah, in Long Island, uh, it's more like... More power to them, to Lord knows what they paid per year to send their kids. What is he, only like four or five, too? He's I not do... that... I don't even know if he's that old. I do appreciate that he loves, like, school and he wants homework, because that was totally me. I would be like, I want homework. <laughs> like, I was such a... Like, especially at that age, because my siblings were all older, and I was just like, homework seems fun. Everybody else gets to do it. Little did I know... at this dinner i think my favorite takeaway was simon called jill a diet soda girl (laughs) i don't know what that means i didn't realize jill doesn't drink oh yeah no i don't know if i knew that prior to this she's Mm -hmm. probably the best sober housewife then because so few are 100 percent sober and still entertaining i don't think she like she will drink every once in a while like she'll have a drink or she'll have yeah i should say sober not because i think that there is yeah something that happens she just chooses not to drink but i just don't think she likes people's reactions on booze i feel if i was on a reality show either i would be sober to make sure i had my wits about me or absolutely wasted there would be no there would be no in between no in between between. i would either be nervous and drunk off my ass in every scene or so nervous of being drunk that i would be sober um, in my continuing infatuation with Jill's clothes, she is wearing this, like, such of the moment dress of the silk dress. It's blue and it has bell sleeves and it kind of bells out as well at the bottom and it's short and it has, like, an empire waist. And I totally had a dress like this. This was, like, such the fashion at that time. Mine was, like, $5 from, like, deals and discounts or something. <laughs> Or, like, easy pickings. But hers was probably real silk, and it looked phenomenal. And then, of course, Bobby is, like, bragging, Jill's a connector. I love that, like, he has the same script that she gives him. <laughs> like what she He just loves says. everything about Jill. I don't he think... He really does. I can't even picture them fighting. They just were so cute. Um, Bobby also has very good skin. I was, like, surprised. Oh, I'll have to take note of that next time. Yeah. I was, He's a cute man, you know, yes. if I was into that older, short, bald man. But I do, I see he's got features. It's not like I'm looking like, oh, how could she end up with him? It's not, it's not Erica and Tom Girardi where you're like, <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. That doesn't match. Um, doesn't give me that vibe. Jill also shades Francois's name in, like, such a New York way. Like, he's going to get teased. He's going to get teased. <laughs> well, you and I have discussed this, though, of names and kids and how any name, though, could be, te- like, a teased name. But Francois, it's a little pretentious that neither mm-hmm. of you are French. He's yeah. Australian. She's from Ohio. and <laughs> But that's what I'm telling you, the Brooklyn hipster. She was... She, she has that hipster vibe within her, and that is a very, you know, hipster hipster thing to do, to name your kid Francois. Um, Jill also shades Alex about the trip, because they go to Turks and Caicos, right? Or was it? Yes, she says, who goes to Turks and Caicos in the summer? I agree. You're, you're getting a room for $300 that I paid 2000 at Christmas for. Like... <laughs> My family so used good. to do trips regardless of the weather anywhere. We like we went to Las Vegas in the summer. It was mm-hmm. like, you're on summer vacation. We're going to go to these hot places. It doesn't really matter. We went to Arizona in the summer. Like, oh. we just did it. It was fine. But <laughs> well, it was 100 degrees and you've sucked it up because you still got, you know, we're yeah. on break. It's what you do. But her kids aren't old enough for that to be a problem. So I don't know why they went to Turks and Caicos in the summer. I just also think that it's so funny that Jill doesn't even understand the idea of saving money <laughs> no definitely not that 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 is not then we go to bethany at this unexpected mexico event oh yeah which seemed like a room full of white people for an unexpected mexico <laughs> event <laughs> that is so true it was like it gave me such nightmare flashbacks to networking events that i went to in new york that were so similar to that where you go to like a random restaurant and there's all these people you maybe know one or two people that like invited you into this exclusive circle and you're supposed to talk and meet and bring business cards and talk about what your what your entrepreneurial ideas were because at the time I was a freelance um social media person and uh I also specialize in search engine optimization so I was just like I had to make conversation with these people and it was so, like, the worst dinner party imaginable because it's a work dinner party with people Oof. that you don't even work with. Like, I just couldn't figure out what this event was. Like, were they celebrating Mexico? Who was hosting it? Why were they just serving Mexican food? What was unexpected? I, they didn't really go into that, but that's where my brain was going. I wanted to know. They said unexpected Mexico like a thousand times, though. A lot of times. A lot of times it was said. And at this event, she we meet Lee, mm-hmm. who I think if I wrote this correctly, he's the guy who sold Grey Goose for like $2 billion or something. Yeah. So he's so her alcohol he, connection. Yep. Yep. But then it makes me laugh that she says she met Lee through her father, but that nothing has been handed to her in life. Yeah. And if that's not an oxymoron, because... My dad, who worked for a nonprofit, surely never introduced me to <laughs> two billion dollar liquor air. <laughs> like, not that it's handed, but you must recognize the privilege of the connections yeah. of meeting these people and being in this room. She, I know she works hard, but it's it's Kylie Jenner, self made billionaire kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But that was about it for the event. Nothing that Lee Lee comes back later. But you did not clock one of my favorite moments of the event, which was he was like, "You're not going to have the fish meatball," which also 
gross, gross terminology. Never want to hear the yeah. term fish meatball again in my life. But she goes, what do you want to take me to see to Sinai? Because I, uh, you know, and that was because this is the first time we hear her reference her fish allergy. Oh, no, I did miss that. I I did rewatch this this morning at 3 a.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really, I went, I went deep on this one. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, then we finally go back to Luann, mm-hmm. who this was a nice fun little thing they don't do this anymore they interviewed rosanna on the spot her uh oh yeah uh, nanny mm-hmm. i was gonna say housekeeper but she's more than that yeah they interview her outside the house this is not like a pre mm-hmm. later taped itm i wish they did this only one other show in bravo history ever interviewed the staff and it was mexican dynasties a show that i will forever be mad at bravo for robbing me of it did one season. It was amazing. They interviewed the staff of all the rich people, and they were talking crap about them, and it was amazing, and I wish they did this more. Ooh, I never watched that one. I missed it. But Girls Trip, there, um, they talked to both of the guys, didn't they? Yes, they have done that, which yeah. I love. I love those moments. Um, you should watch Mexican Dynasties. I'm now going to blame you for the cancellation. <laughs> it, was, it was all me. It was so good. Highly recommend. Amazing one season. I will never understand why they canceled it. It was actually Mauricio's cousin was on the show. Oh, all right. Of Mexican descent. This is his family who lived in Mexico, and it was so good. Wow. They really love a spinoff, those ones. They're... Well, I will say it had no connection. There was no mention at all of oh, okay. Mauricio or Kyle. It just was known that this was his cousin. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't appear on it or anything. Um... Victoria helps Luann get ready. And like Lou and voiceover is like, Victoria loves helping me get ready. It's she loves it. And Victoria looks like she's about to get dental surgery. She does not look like she's enjoying this. She's, she's like, twelve. Um, <laughs> so I don't think she cares at all. She's Luann is getting ready of all things to go out with her niece in mm-hmm. the lower east side for young Manhattan, as and, she says herself, her words. And we know who her niece is, her niece, Nicole, who dated Adam. Okay, I wasn't sure. This is the niece that dated Adam? And also is famous for uh, a painting. Uh, she, she made a piece of artwork out of uh, jizz, I think is the term. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, foreshadow <laughs> to the Adam reference. Yeah. I did not realize that was the same niece. Yes. I, I had to look it up because I was just like, this is the one, isn't it? Yeah, she was famous for making a semen painting. It was like th- that. Those were the two things that I found when she, when I looked her up. I was I like, like, "Wow!" To look things up. I don't know if I'm going to Google image search that. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, this is where Rosanna she gets a little shady, and she says to the camera that the parents don't spend quality time with their kids. I mean, that does not surprise me. Lou doesn't seem like she wants to talk to her children. Like, anytime they, like, especially Noelle tries to talk to her, and she's just like, ah, oh, come on. Oh, sure, I'll come home later. Like, she's just like, I don't want to. I also found it interesting because Alec, uh, Luann says that when her husband is gone, that she can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. And I found that to mean I don't get to do what I want when my husband's around. But when he's gone, I can <laughs> but also I find that interesting because as like a mother of two kids, you would think when the husband is out, you would need to maybe be around more, not, oh, good, 
the count is gone, I'll be gone too. I don't know. It felt like contradictory. I don't think the dad is involved at all. Oh, I don't know. It's, I feel like when he is around, he does try probably more with Noel than Victoria is my guess. But we really don't see him very much. We saw him at the horse show, and then I don't know if we'll see him again. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I would. Not, I don't want to speak to his presence when he is physically there, but he is clearly not physically there a mm-hmm. lot. Doing whatever counts do. I don't. I don't know what his job is outside of being a count. Victoria also has her friend over, Matt, and it feels really awkward because Lou's like. I think there might have been a little bit of a kiss between the two of them. Like, and I'm just like, Lou, don't, don't. They're 12. Yeah. Also, don't blow up your daughter's spot. Like, if it didn't work out, you don't know that story. Like, that is very awkward. And also, like, at that age, there's a lot of girl and boyfriends that are not at all sexual. So it was just weird that she was putting that out there for the world to hear. Um, I don't want to know if they're still friends though yeah I wonder he seemed I I was like wow your parents let you uh, do this show I I don't know if I would want my child on this show (laughs) but how it works in terms of like consent papers you know as being a friend of a kid I don't know That'd be interesting. Is it just like, nope, your parents don't have to sign off on this? Like, did his parents even know that he was going to be there? I, he had to. He's a minor. They had to have signed off on it. Probably, probably. And then we see Luann go out with her niece. Uh, they get drinks, and then they go to a sex shop on Ludlow Street, which seems very fitting for where they are. Then did you notice she buys a strobe light from a random guy on the street as well? She bargains for it, too, which I was just like, this is tacky. And So, I've never seen a man sell strobe lights on Oh, the I've seen those. That, yeah. that was, like, a common thing in the West Village. They would, like, come and, like, do, like, random, like, just party favors that you were like, who wants this right now? I'm sitting in a bar. Countess um, Luann wants it. That's who wants it. So random. And then, wait, what can I we love just pause for one second? Because yeah. I have to stop and take you back to the fact that Luann says that this isn't a nice neighborhood because there's garbage on the street. I was like, Luann, every she? fucking neighborhood in New York City has garbage all over the goddamn street. I don't care where you are Upper East Side, Harlem, Lower East Side, Midtown, like anywhere, there is there's garbage like there is have you ever been a witness to the garbage subway like oh when yeah when that comes out through the yeah that's like the most shocking thing in the world when you see that go by uh yeah. that's ridiculous that she said that i was just like lou what what like what block do you live on where there's no trash like there's at least some sort of like even restaurant trash is mm-hmm. around um, so I had to clock that because that would, like made me furious. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> she also said that she was in New York City when she was uh, her niece's age, which surprised me because I thought she was like an Italian model around that time. 
True. Yeah, I don't know her full when she was in New York. She probably was back and forth because she was modeling. So true. I'm was, not sure. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. So, so the whole concept is that Lou is going to a concert with her niece, and I thought this was going to be like a big to do concert, and it's literally just like her niece's friend's band playing at some at the pig shop in the Lower East Side for like ten people. Yeah. And I just couldn't get over it. The, also, she, the niece had a headband around her head oh. in a way that I know I wore my headband that way no. as well. Yeah. It was such a douchebag way of wearing it. I know. I mean, her headband was really douchey, so I don't think mine was that bad. Mm-hmm. But I certainly, it. how would you, where it's around the head and not on top of the head. It's almost like a sweatband across your forehead, yeah. but it was like silky and it just, uh, it was the most hipstery gross thing. And um, the band was called Big Black Cloud. Uh, interestingly enough, like her friend Josh and Matt invited them. I think Matt is the one of the guys in the band. Couldn't find any reference to a guy named Josh being in the band, so I think he was possibly kicked out for inviting them. <laughs> that, that's my that's my theory in my, you know, 3 a.m. deep dive. Um, it, the concert was just so low budget, and it was just not what I was expecting them to be going to do. It was cute to see Cake Shop, though. Cake Shop was a really fun venue. Oh, I've not been there. Pretty sure there was a stand-up show that I did there, like years ago but it was a cute venue downtown um and then after the band we go to acting avery who uh might be in a meryl street movie because she's auditioning even though the audition is at three and she gets out of school at 3 30 but i guess i'm gonna have to take her <laughs> i really would have liked to have been 3 30 <laughs> like, i mean Ramona. just just wild that I mean, this was such a short-lived dream. You know, I don't fault Avery for this acting dream. I feel yeah. like every child at some point says they want to act. Um, I'm very curious to know what movie it was. This was 2008, and I'm looking at Meryl Streep movies that came out around that time. Mm-hmm. There was a Doubt. There was Julia and Julia. Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's a voice. It wouldn't have been that. And It's Complicated. And Mamma Mia. I think it was It's Complicated because the line sounded very similar to It's Complicated because that's the one with Alec Baldwin, right? But are there children in that movie? Yeah, there's a bunch. I think John Krasinski plays a child in one of her kids. I think they both have a bunch of kids. Or maybe just she had kids. I think one of her daughters ended up getting, was in the movie too. I could be wrong about that one. That's possible. I was, my guess, it wasn't going to be Mamma Mia. There's not really kids in that one. Could you imagine Avery if she was a Mamma Mia? That's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I really no, I mean, I don't fault you for that. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is a very handsome man. It's just so joyful. The music is so wonderful. Mamma Mia 2 is just as enjoyable. I celebrate the entire ABBA collection. <laughs> Yes, agree. <laughs> my sister uh, lived in Queens in like the nine, the late nineties, and she had this tiny trampoline in her apartment, like an exercise trampoline. Uh-huh. And I would go over, and we would put on Abba Gold, and we would just jump up and down and sing Abba. 
I love that. That sounds like an activity I would still yeah. do to this day. It was it was really fun. I highly recommend if you have a trampoline, putting on Abba Gold and just living your best life. Um, <laughs> well, unfortunately for Avery, she did not get the part no. in this Meryl Streep movie. I'm going to go with this complicated. Imagine Avery was supposed to play like a young Meryl Streep, like, oh. you know, a flashback scene. I Role also, of a lifetime she missed out on. Well, it's also like, it, I found it kind of troubling because she's like, I don't want to yell, that's emotions. I was like, what kind of psychopath child are you that doesn't want to have emotion? I know, like, she's oh, she's so interesting and she has stayed interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, she's definitely got Ramona in her with the, like, there's, there's just, it's different, but it's there. Yeah, you can't not, not if you're an only child of Ramona. Yeah. You can't avoid all of it. And then we go to the Claremont School. Yes. Uh, not too exciting. They get, you know, a, Alex gets a private tour of the school. I'm honestly shocked that the school agreed to do a tour. Yeah, it seems very fancy. Yeah. That stage setup was wild. So it was a former bank, and the cafeteria was a bank vault. And Simon's just like, what a great experience for children to, to, to experience the bank vault's lunchroom. And I was just like, oh, it's weird. <laughs> like, it feels very cold. It feels like going to school in a museum. I feel like it's probably freezing in there. Um, also, my favorite part is at the end of the tour, Alex goes, I've yet to find a school that Francoise won't uh, thrive in. I, was, I know. I'm like, he's four. He's, he will thrive anywhere. I'm looking school. now. The school is called the Lehman Manhattan Preparatory School. And it was founded as the Claremont School in 2005. Are you ready for the, as of 2019, tuition K-12 day students? $50,000 per year. <gasps> Boarding school, which you can do there, $91,000 per year. Oh, my god that makes me ill <laughs> but I, you know the school's still up and thriving well yeah that th those prices <laughs> the fact that a school can charge those prices and be selective and that they're not begging people to go there is insane it's just new york city i know i know that's not even the most expensive school there um and then we go to my favorite part of the episode which is Bethany and her friend getting drunk on lychee martinis I'm so yes. impressed that Bethany made lychee martinis at home I thought the same thing because I was like how does one do that it's probably the only time we've ever seen her drink something that's not a skinny girl margarita also mm -hmm. that she chose lychee <laughs> yeah but I get it because she was also making like Asian fusion kind of food um but, like, it really, at that moment, I was like, God damn, I wish I was friends with Bethany, because that seems like a really fun hangout. Yeah. She is just, this relationship with Jason, I have to remind again, it has only been six months. And it is just like, we are getting married, we are moving in, I'm about to be the stepmother to his three children. And her friend Lauren, though, is quite wild. Yeah. I think their whole hangout was only like an hour or two. So I think they had like two or three martinis in that short period of time. So here's the thing, though. The glasses are always full, it looks like. So did they just keep refilling them for every take or something? Or Because they're definitely drunk. There's no doubt in my yes. mind that those two women are drunk. But 
it was just weird that they were constantly full. I think they drank a couple, at least more, probably more. Um, and they, they have a conversation where her friend talks about how much she wants sex and how her husband, husband doesn't. And like Bethany talks about how she's like, you knock on the, the, the sex door. Like she's like, what's a sex door? She's like, I he's right next to me. It's my husband. It, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of those are the conversations and relationships we're going to later get to see on the show. I agree. It's not going to be with Lauren, but it's going to be with the other women having yeah. these these conversations. And then Lauren leaves after this like weird, wild friend coming over for one hour, Leechy Martinis, for Jason to show up. And he is just so clearly uncomfortable on camera. Oh, yeah. She's trying to get him to talk. And he just keeps saying, we'll talk later. We'll yeah. talk later. But he also, she's like, talking about how she doesn't have any clothes at his place. And like her, she hasn't slept in his room. So I do understand where she's getting this mis- misreading because it sounds like she's at his place every night. And it sounds like also he like always puts her bra on a chair, which I thought was interesting. She was like, yes. my bra was on the chair where you always put it. And I was just like, that's just, that was a weird uh, quirk that I noticed. Cause I was just like, I just didn't know men were so consistent about the placement of underwear. <laughs> And agree, then, agree. Then she was just like, I don't have clothes at your place. And he was like, you should keep clothes at my place. And I was like, wow, that you really gave her so much there. <laughs> it's the longest sentence he said in four episodes of filming. Yeah. But then we did find out that he lost his job because of this show. Yes. I was on a Google Dive last night. And I just wanted to, like, see what he's up to. Um, and he got fired because of being on the show. It sounds Which... like he was in a real sketchy, like, like hedge fund or something. Cause it was just like, it's so secretive. They can never be mentioned or something like yeah, that. And he sued them. And I think he won for wrongful termination because he did not breach his contract by being on the show. There was nothing that said he couldn't do that. He never talked about work. And yeah, he, he never mentioned the name of the firm, and neither does Bethany, so I don't really understand why it would be a problem. But Yeah, but yeah, it, he got fired, which led to their breakup, basically, is a huge reason why they broke up, which is talked about more in the reunion. Um, I couldn't find anything about current relationship status. I, I was Googling that, couldn't find anything. I hope with if there is a woman with him, he treats her so much better. Because that was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. I always wonder when relationships break up because of the show and him getting fired, all that. If they didn't do it, do you think they would have stayed together? Would it have worked? I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably not. I feel like what, uh, I think, who said it? From Beverly Hills. um, Adrian said, the show did not make us get divorced, but it sped up us getting divorced basically like basically saying we weren't gonna make it and the show really kind of i think either brings couples together or tears them apart which makes sense i mean you're you're under a microscope so yeah i can't uh, Derek, my husband and i always talk about like imagine we filmed and then we had a fight and then we got over it and then six months later we had to watch the fight again and then we had to talk about it and then everyone on social media is talking about it and then i have to go to the reunion and talk about it 
No. You get angry all over again. That is that is a cycle I would not want to be in, that's for sure. Nope. Not but at I all. like to watch it so everyone keeps doing reality shows <laughs> yeah, for Seriously. All the people who can do it, please keep doing it. Yes. Um, well that and was And then the other current event thing was what I texted you today. Oh yes. Was that it just so happened Allie on TikTok um made a video about the detox camp that we talked about, I think it was in episode two. Yes. And she basically says it was not a fat camp. It was for people to get her partially off of her medication. She actually no longer suffers for from arthritis, which mm-hmm. is, I'm glad to hear that. Yep. And then she tells us she did end up going to another camp, though, that was a fat camp, some California crossroads or something it was called. <laughs> no, it was um, California Fitness, I think, or California yeah. Health Spa. It was something California California trim. It sounded like something. She she made it sound like she liked it though. She was like, it was fun. If anybody else has ever done it, let me know. Because yeah. like she seemed to not hate it. Um, she looked really good too. She looks very healthy, uh, happy. I, I don't follow her on social, but she looked like a good. No, I think she's doing great. It just was so funny that either my phone must be listening to us that we're rewatching. <laughs> I mean, I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I think she follows me back, actually. So, hey, Allie, what's up? What's up, Allie? Um, let's be friends. She always seemed, she always just seemed so level-headed and good head on her shoulders, yeah. which is nice. I wonder about her relationship with Avery and w- how those two feel about each other. Because I, I, I don't cannot think there is see one. them liking one another. I could see Allie and Gia being friends. Ooh, yeah. That could happen little housewife child crossover those two i could see being friends now i'm like who do i want melania to be friends with melania could be friends with portia uh kyle's daughter i feel like she would be a horrible influence but also it would be really fun to watch yes i absolutely (laughs) absolutely agree with that for sure i also assume that we really don't see much of noel after these early seasons we saw a lot of victoria but I have no idea what adult Noah looks like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, I think he's still breakdancing somewhere. <laughs> you know, he is a count, by the way. Oh yeah, that does make sense. Is Victoria a countess? No, but well, I won't spoil it. You'll see at the reunion. We won't. Oh. Uh, that's a it's a hot topic at the reunion. Interesting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. we've got. We've got all sorts of uh, exciting things ahead of us with this rewatch. Um, I think that's all I had for the episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think that was it. It was a good one. We're starting to get juicier. Yeah. And yeah, it's very, very interesting. All of it. And I'm loving it. I'm loving rewatching. I hope you guys are watching along with us. Yes. Or you're pulling from your brain of memories as you listen (laughs) your brain of memories (laughs) your mind grapes yes Um, well thanks everyone for listening please subscribe like uh tell your friends tell your enemies (laughs) (laughs) let them know that uh the real housewives of rewatch we didn't say the name of the podcast oh my god we didn't the real housewives of rewatch we forgot (laughs) welcome to the show as it's ending (laughs) 
Well, thanks for listening. I hope you realize what you were listening to. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.